And now, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. November 19th, James chapter 2, verse 18, through chapter 3, verse 18. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. I, James, say, I can't see your faith if you don't have good deeds, but I will show you my faith through my good deeds. Do you still think it's enough just to believe that there is one God? Well, even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. Fool! When will you ever learn that faith that does not result in good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was declared right with God because of what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, he was trusting God so much that he was willing to do whatever God told him to do. His faith was made complete by what he did, by his actions. And so it happened just as the Scriptures say. Abraham believed God, so God declared him to be righteous. He was even called the friend of God. So, you see, we are made right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab the prostitute is another example of this. She was made right with God by her actions, when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without a spirit, so also faith is dead without good deeds. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged by God with greater strictness. We all make many mistakes, but those who control their tongues can also control themselves in every other way. We can make a large horse turn around and go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a tiny rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot wants it to go, even though the winds are strong. So also, the tongue is a small thing, but what enormous damage it can do! A tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and the tongue is a flame of fire. It is full of wickedness that can ruin your whole life. It can turn the entire course of your life into a blazing flame of destruction, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is an uncontrollable evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it breaks out into curses against those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Can you pick olives from a fig tree, or figs from a grapevine? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty pool. If you are wise and understand God's ways, live a life of steady goodness, so that only good deeds will pour forth. And if you don't brag about the good you do, then you will be truly wise. But if you are bitterly jealous, 
and there is selfish ambition in your hearts? Don't brag about being wise. That is the worst kind of lie. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and motivated by the devil. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every kind of evil. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no partiality and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness. This week's Bible Meditation, Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Out of the heart comes sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. We don't have time to drill down very much, but notice making money is okay, but greed, having confidence is okay, but pride. The background of this list is one of the main words used in the Bible for sin. It's a word, ava, which actually means something that's dislocated, out of place. It's a word that's used to mean a dislocated bone. When a bone is not in its proper socket, it's twisted out of its shape and it's very painful. And what the Bible says is, and Jesus actually says this here, sin is a dislocated heart. To explain that, I just turn briefly to Augustine, who is the premier theologian of this part of, of Christian theology. What he would say is, his most famous line is, our hearts are restless. We were made for God and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in Him. That means that your heart, our hearts, are dislocated bones. They're supposed to be resting in the socket of God. They're supposed to be loving God more than anything else and resting in God for meaning and, uh, and for, uh, for hope and for significance more than anything else. And to the degree that you love anything more than God, to that degree your life is disordered. Your loves are disordered. You're loving some things that are worthy to be loved, but you're loving God too little in relationship to them. And because your loves are out of order, all sin is basically disordered love. Try that on for a second. All sin is disordered love. So for, what is courage? It's loving your neighbor's safety more than your own. What is cowardice? It's loving your own safety more than theirs. Your loves are out of order. What is injustice? Injustice is loving your own power more than the rights 
of other people. Well, what is justice? It's putting the, the, the needs and rights of other people, loving them actually more than you're loving your own power and your self-interest. But ultimately, the ultimate disordered love is if you love anything more than God, you ruin it and you ruin yourself. If I love my wife more than I love God, then I crush her with my expectations. If I don't love God more than I love my wife, I will not love her well. There'll be bitterness, there'll be jealousy, there'll be anger, there'll be pressure. In other words, all sins come from that. And if somebody says, I thought the Bible says, I've heard Christians say, sin is disobeying the law of God. Yeah, because Jesus says all the law of God can be summarized in two. Love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. And therefore, what is wrong with us? It's really rather, relatively simple. Our loves are out of order. And our loves are out, out of order because we don't love God supremely. We were built for that. Our hearts are like dislocated bones. And only if our hearts find that resting place, that gets back in the socket, will do things start to order themselves. Psalm 118, verses 1 through 18. The Jewish people sing Psalms 113 to 118 at Passover. So this is one of the songs that Jesus sang before he went to the garden to pray. If you knew you were going to be executed unjustly, would you be able to sing praises to the Lord? Well, this is also a messianic psalm. The crowds shouted verses 25 and 26 as Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And Jesus quoted verses 22 and 23 in his debate with the religious leaders. But it's also a song of praise, thanking God for deliverance from a difficult situation. The name of the Lord and the hand of the Lord can give you the victory you need. When you're hemmed in by the enemy... Or cry out to God, and He will put you into a broad place. He will open the gates for you and give you new freedom. Psalm 118, verses 1 through 18. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let the congregation of Israel repeat, His faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat, His faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, His faithful love endures forever. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and rescued me. The Lord is for me, so I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me, he will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in people. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Though hostile nations surround me, I destroy them all in the name of the Lord. Yes, they surrounded and attacked me, but I destroy them all in the name of the Lord. They swarmed around me like bees. They blazed against me like a roaring flame. But I destroyed them all in the name of the Lord. 
You did your best to kill me, O my enemy, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. I will not die, but I will live to tell what the Lord has done. The Lord has punished me severely, but He has not handed me over to death. Proverbs 28, verse 2. When there is moral rot within a nation, its government topples easily. But with wise and knowledgeable leaders, there is stability.